Okay. Uh, I'm happy to be doing another interview, or another uh, interview with Pastor Justin Kane for another episode of Millennials in Ministry. Uh, Pastor Justin has been a really good friend of mine for a long time. Him and his wife have been great leaders in my life, and they're great, phenomenal people. And uh, they recently started a new church plant called New Day earlier this year. And I'm excited for us to be talking about it today. Pastor Justin, a lot of my friends have heard about you, but have never heard from you. So would you just give us a little spiel? I know you already did, but we're doing it again. <laughs> about like, how you got into pastoring. I'll and, do my, you know, I'll do my best again. again. So yeah, my, okay. my name is Justin, as she mentioned. I have one wife named Sarah Kane. I have two daughters. <laughs> Summer and Carly, and I absolutely enjoy being a father. It's a great privilege and an honor of my life. Um, and we started New Day Church seven months ago, and I tell people this often, and some may have just heard me say this, but I did not think I would have enjoyed it as much as I have. I always imagined that I would take over a pre-existing church. Two opportunities were afforded to me, and both did not work out. And so I find myself starting a church and I can tell you, I'm so excited that I did because we have a team of people that we started with, 37 people, and we're, we're like family. And even it's gone yeah. into the congregation who is now part of what we're doing, um, have joined the family. And that's been pretty awesome to watch. We made a commitment as a team that we would be stress-free and drama-free. And we did that because we didn't want our children to despise the season of church planning. I want them to look back 15 years later and go, I remember that fun time that we had as kids starting the church with yeah. our parents. So that's where we're at right now, seven months into it, enjoying every moment of it so far. That's awesome. So tell us, how did you start New Day Church? I know you mentioned you were part of a church planting program at first, but then changed had a different change of plans, uh, felt that there was something different stirring in your hearts. Why the change of decision? Why did you change yeah, your mind? You know, there is, it's a wonderful organization that we were being uh, partnering with and planning the church called ARC, Association of Related Churches. They planted nearly 800 churches in the last 12 or 13 years. And, and that's just, for me, as I was thinking about this process, it seems daunting to start a church. Yeah. And I looked for uh, who's done this, how have they done it, and how can I make sure mm -hmm. it succeeds? And I think that's great. Um, but almost everything I've done in my own personal walk with God has been, Justin, take this step, and and let's not know exactly the outcome, but just take a wild step. Like, be bold, be courageous. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I enjoy that part of my relationship with God. I really have over the years. Yeah. Um, and so as I went through this process, they expedited it for us because they kind of heard our story and knew who we were and they knew we'd been in ministry mm -hmm. for a number of years. So they're like, hey, let's speed this up because we know you guys want to start sooner than later. And um, as we were going through the process, Aaron, inside, I just, this is not a knock on arc. This is actually nothing to do with them except internally yeah. I felt like, and I know you're in this industry, but I felt like I was becoming more of a marketer than I was yeah. of learning how to be a shepherd, not because of them, but mm -hmm. because of how we plan toward the launch is it's called to launch a church. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. My confidence was more in, am I building a good brand or am I getting my heart ready mm -hmm. for what's going to happen? And I know those two things can coexist, but they weren't for me. 
So yeah. we went to the training two weeks before we launched and we were sitting with some coaches there, 16 in all. And we had one coach and we were with another church plant. And then there's 15 other coaches with two, two church plants per table. And Sarah was with me. We both over the three days were like, man, we just don't seem like we fit. Like, yeah, we love the people. We would encourage many people to go through that process if they have no idea what they're doing, but something mm -hmm. doesn't fit. And so we, had a great conversation with some of those who are kind of in charge. And we said, you know what? Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for walking through this process. But we feel like this is not the right fit for us. Two weeks mm -hmm. before we're launching this church. Wow. So we decline. They, they help you out with 50,000 that you pay over five year period of time. And we decline that, although it would have been very helpful. And I got in the car, Aaron, and I just remember God, why, does this not fit for me? Like, why do Sarah and I not feel like we fit? And the first time in that number of months of wondering why do I feel uneasy about something, I got the picture of Saul giving David um, the armor to fight Goliath. Mm -hmm. He looked at him and he goes, this is just not me. Like, hmm. this is what you should put on when you fight a Goliath, yeah. but it's right. just not for me. So we went back to our team and um, we told them, hey, this is the decision that we're thinking about. And mm -hmm. they they got behind it like they were super happy with it. Like, okay, great. We're going to yeah. do this. We're going to forego marketing, which is, that's a huge step. I mean, it's a big yeah. step of faith. And, and mm -hmm. we're going to forego the money. And within that next seven days, somebody deposited or, or gave us a check for $13,000 and Wow. We were like, God, thank you for just oh having our best. And yeah. um, so we made some steps in that direction. And, it, and it's been a faith step ever since. We, um, we yeah. made some other decisions that I feel like have only brought so much faith and help to what, what we're doing. So I'm so thankful. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're that's at. Awesome. And that's kind of how it began to make that connection. So that's cool. Hold on so one second. Earlier... Oh. Close that door real quick. Carly just was uh, coming to say hi. Thank you, sweetie. Oh, no problem. Go ahead. Um, you had mentioned earlier that God gave you a vision about the difference between a pit, a pit stop yeah. and a garage. So can so, you so explain that to those of us watching or listening? You know, what, what was that and how did it lead to the foundational vision for a new day? Yeah, this, Aaron, when I share this, I hope people can catch what, what this has done for us because mm -hmm. when I share what I'm going to share, it's not anti anything. It's not even yeah. anti what some other churches are doing. Like there's no criticism whatsoever. I was having a phenomenal, like just enjoyable conversation with the Lord. I was going to visit my dad who was getting knee surgery. We were two months into the church plant and I felt like he asked me, are you ready to do things differently? And differently, mm -hmm. I think meant for not, not comparing to others, but differently for the way that I would view how we were doing church. And, yeah. and I got a picture. I wouldn't call it a vision. I, I don't mean to correct you, but I, I call it a picture of a pit okay. stop. And he says, what if your church was a pit stop instead of a garage? And I thought mm -hmm. immediately, what do, what do you do when you go to a garage? You go home, like welcome home. Mm -hmm. We see those signs everywhere and I have no issue yeah. with them, but it is like, hey, this is your home. Welcome home. And um, and that's just never been something I've 
adhered to, but it's all around. And I said, yeah, you go right. to the garage, you take out the key, you, you're there and you settle there. Like that's home. You're, right. you're finally home. Yeah. And, right. and what happens is oftentimes a garage when it comes to a church is welcome home. And now we have this for you and 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 we have this for you. And we ultimately need you to serve here, 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 here. And yeah. let's serve, which is all good. But this right. concept to me is so different because a pit stop is you're only there for a short amount of time to get something adjusted so you can yeah. actually disperse back out to mm. what you were doing. Right. And I think the right. church is called the diaspora. Like we are the dispersed mm -hmm. ones. And I understand what it meant in the, the New Testament, but we are meant to gather together and then yeah. disperse. And so mm -hmm. it, for me as a pastor, it changed yeah. everything on how I view pastoring. So I see, Mommy. let's say you came to New Day. I make it crystal clear, Aaron, you are not here to help me build New mm -hmm. Day. You're not mm. here to help me grow it. You're not here to help me make this a bigger uh -huh. New Day church. You are yeah. here because I'm in your life now to call you up, not out, to call you up into what God has called you to do and to equip you to go wow. do the work of your ministry, which mm. is outside of those church walls. Yeah. And so wow. we don't have this ministry, this. We are literally, no, there are people that are sitting there that have a ministry inside them. They have giftings inside mm -hmm. them. They have anointings on their life. And all I yeah. can do is call them up into it. And I told the wow. congregation a couple of times, I see balloons on top of their head. And you know how you at a party, you can have a weight on the balloon so it stays down? Yeah. And I see some of theirs being cut. And I see them lifting up into, oh, wait, okay, I'm not here to serve that pastor. I'm right. here to serve Jesus outside mm -hmm. these walls in the ministry wow. that he gave me, what's that ministry? I'm a teacher. Oh, I'm going to see it as a ministry and watch now how it's different than it's just yeah. a job. And I serve at my yeah. church. No, we are the church. We're wow. gathering together to worship yeah. our savior, but we're dispersing. And so it changed everything. Wow. Now how people see me, they, mm -hmm. only, they only know I'm there to call them up into what they've been called to do. And I can guide them and I will resource if we can at New Day and back them up. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's not about them serving the church. It is about the church or the building wow. itself, serving the people so they can go yeah. and be who God has called them to be. That's so, and I know that that's, you're not saying that as an anti anything or as a lack of nope. support of anything that anyone else is doing, but it's so countercultural to what is happening in a lot of church plants today, Without you know, doubt. and, um, it's, it's mind blowing, but it's actually for me, makes me think like, wow, that, I feel like that's how the church is always supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be trying, like, that's the goal of every church is to get people to go out, you know, but in a way it's, it, in a way, they, they actually want people to come in and, like, make they, it their home. You know what I mean? To, they want to taste it. But you know what? We'll never, never. And I, I, I guess I shouldn't say that because I know that you make a, a you, you shouldn't say never. But we don't encourage people to go invite people. Yeah. We tell them, get them into your homes. Like, wow. get them into a Starbucks. Like, get into their world. Like, 
Wow. The end goal is not to get them into these four walls. The end goal is to introduce them to Jesus yeah. and wow. watch what he will do inside their lives. Not, hey, guys, come on, let's invite people. Come on, make sure you invite five friends and get them here. And I, I'm not trying to make a mockery of anything. I just see that yeah. there's power in realizing it's not about them going and bringing more people here. And there's this pool of people in the community like, wow, there's millions here. We can build a great big church. <laughs> no, it's about, yeah. okay, go reach them because mm. God's love is so enveloped you that you just want yeah. to be moved by compassion. And don't yeah. make your first goal, hey, you got to get the church. Some may do that. That may mm. be the easiest step and that's fine. But Get in, invade their world with the love of God mm -hmm. and just see what that goes. And that's why we say relational before functional. The yeah. function and that is was not, my next question. Yeah, the function is not go do this. The, the fact mm -hmm. is be relational. Introduce mm -hmm. them to the one who is in wants a relationship with them and watch what happens from there. So mm -hmm. it's been that's powerful. phenomenal. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more about because I, you know, we were talking earlier and that mindset has really, you know, you explained transformed. It's like the foundational statement of your church, you yep. know, is that God is first relational before he's functional. Can you explain that a little bit? Aaron, this has changed everything for us. Huh. Like everything. Because, I mean, when you think about it, you start to go down the list and listen to different things. And it's, how do you pray? Here's five steps to pray. Here's five steps to get favor. Here's five steps. And again, no knock on any of those things, but it's function. And the premise mm -hmm. is this. Think about this. The premise is either somebody wants to get closer to God or two, they want to be a better Christian. Right. And I asked the girl this question one time. She said, man, I'm just really striving to get closer to God. And so I wrote a line like this on a piece of paper. I wrote a line with a pen. Uh -huh. I took the same pen and I wrote another line right on top of the other one. And I said, how do you get those two lines closer? And she's like, hmm. oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. You can't because they're what? Yeah. They're mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And we have been united mm -hmm. with Christ. We have died with him. We've been raised with him. We've been buried with wow. him. We are one spirit with our father. His spirit dwells mm -hmm. within us. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. We are one and we're striving to get closer to God. So what do we do when we want to get closer? Function. Mm -hmm. Function. So you serve and you tithe and you pray and you read and you meditate and you confess wow. and you do all these knowing <laughs> these ultimately, think about this, Aaron, these will get me yeah. what? closer or closer. I want to be a better Christian. And so how do you get better? Yeah. Well, man, this person, he seems like he's a really good Christian and we're not supposed to compare mm -hmm. ourselves, but man, he prays three times a oh, three times a day. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. That's just, okay. I won't be that good, but you know what? I want to be better. So I'm going to pray one time a day and an yeah. hour. Okay. And I need to fast more and I need to give more and you know what? I need to mm -hmm. serve more. And then we strive to become better when in wow. fact, listen to this. He says we are what? Complete in mm. him. So how do you get better than complete? What are we trying to wow. fix than complete? Do you know what I'm saying? So the right, problem is right. I'm trying to become better and closer and you can't. So it's relationship. And think about mm. this. I want the favor of God in my life. I'm sure you do too. So the yeah. question is, how do you get it? 
And so our minds go through, well, obedience. Um, you need to, I don't know, uh, listen to God's voice and you need to read. Yeah. And No, all of heaven's favor is attracted to the Jesus inside of me. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Jesus lives inside of me. You think heaven's favor is not attracted to me? You think I can't simply just wake up every single morning and receive everything the Father has because Jesus actually gave it to me? I have, I'm a co-heir with Jesus. So if he has to earn yeah. favor, then I do. If Jesus mm -hmm. does not have to earn anything with God and just simply can receive it because he's an, he's an heir of God, so am I. So I, peace, mm -hmm. I have the Prince of Peace living inside me. I don't need to do anything for peace. All I need mm. to do is realize the Prince of Peace, I just receive it. And so Jesus wow. said these words. He said, hey, those who are weary and heavy laden, I want you to what? Come, Come to, me. to me. And I got a picture mm. of two hammocks. And mm. what, it, what he wants to teach us is I will give you what? Rest. Rest, Rest in what? Relationship. I want you to lay on this hammock mm. with me. We both lay there. And you know how I am. I would be like, um... All right, Jesus, we've been here for about, um, all right, we've been here for hours. So what, what, what do we do next? I want you to learn right. to rest. Okay. But after mm -hmm. we rest, what are we going to do? No, I want you to learn right. to rest because this will be the rest of your life is enjoying wow. my rest and stop functioning for me. And it's out mm -hmm. of a relationship. It's out of him going, Moses, Moses like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Who's sending me? And he goes, be not afraid for I am with, with you. Relationship. Wow. All my confidence, all my expectancy is based upon wow. one thing, relationship, not upon function. So it doesn't matter my function. Did I do all these things? Because ultimately, <laughs> those things will point the finger back at me and go, you don't measure up. Therefore, you don't deserve yeah. what God promised yeah. you. I don't deserve it, but Jesus does. And I've been crucified with him and he lives in me. So if he deserves it, yeah. I'm going to receive it because I'm in relationship with him. Wow. Everything. Grace is, grace is relationship. Parenting wow. is relational before yeah. functional. Marriage is. Favor is. Peace mm. is. And so people go, mm. man, I, I need this in my life. And so they start to confess the word. And they, they right. go after the function of it, thinking that the function is going to actually have the power to, to receive something. And it doesn't. It's the relationship right. that I get to enjoy everything. It's powerful. That's pretty cool. So what do you say? Because I know there's people watching that are like, that's mind boggling. Like, that's so not what I've Hold been on one thinking. Second. So I'm Ryan talking. just joined us. Do you know he is leading our worship team? It is phenomenal, yes, I've seen that. Phenomenal. Like we have, I think, 15 or 16 people on the team right now. And it is, wow. it's cool. Like they are doing an amazing job. So I just want to give that awesome. little shout out right there. He, he is a huge blessing. And I co-pastor with Jim too. So I want people to know that like these two yeah. guys have made this process so worth it. So yeah, wow. go ahead. Your question. That's awesome. Yes. Well, my question is, I know there's people watching that are like, but how, like, I understand what you're saying, but it's so anti what I've been thinking. So now what do I do with, yep. you know, how can you tell me that the function of waking up every morning at 6 a.m. to read my Bible, the function of going to church every Sunday, the function of giving my tithes and offering, leading this small group, serving in that one, isn't growing me or getting me closer to God. Like, what do I do with all of yeah. that? You know, what, what's your answer just to people who are thinking that? Uh, just enjoy the frustration. 90% <laughs> of our ninety percent of our church is facing that right now, Aaron, okay? Oh, I mean, my God. I'm facing it at times, but he took me through that process of just learning 
learn how to rest. He mm -hmm. says, come, I'll give you rest and learn from me for I'm humble. Mm -hmm. And he's, he just discovers it's a rest. Sons rest and servants are constantly at a mm -hmm. place of serving. And, and I think, of course, all those things are great. Right. They, they do not have any bearing upon my perfect relationship with the father. If I asked you this question, I know I did earlier mm -hmm. on the phone. How are you and God? We almost always answer it based upon our performance. Yeah. And, and when time. we can finally come to grips with, you know what? I am, my relationship with God is perfect because of Christ. It's so mm -hmm. hard to say that. It took yeah. me so long to say that because I have to just yeah. double check and see, have I been a good boy lately? And right, you know what it does? Right. It just causes me to walk in this, this confidence with God that has nothing to do with me. My confidence wow. used to be in the fact that I could pray and that I would, yeah. I would spend this time serving and give this amount of money. And my confidence yeah. no longer is that. Paul actually said about all those things. He said, I count them what? Rubbish. I mean, wow. dung. The function of life, dung, compared to one mm -hmm. knowing Jesus Christ, relational before functional. So your That's function awesome. will look different than my function, Aaron. Your mm -hmm. prayer life will look different than my prayer life. Your, yeah. your, your, your outlets, your giving, your way of serving God will look different. But if we flip the script and go functional before relational, we miss everything. Wow. Because now we have no more life or power in it. If my marriage mm -hmm. went functional first and then... I try to get relational because the functional would lead to that. It doesn't work that way. It's yeah. intimacy first. And out of that word birth, if I started writing her letters, I love you, but I had no relationship with her. She'd be like, forget your function. Like who wants that letter <laughs> when you don't even give me any time or attention or right. intimacy. So right. relational wow. before functional, when Christians start to get it, I hope they face off with that. Well, okay, wait, well, what, what about this? And okay, well, yeah. how, how am I supposed to grow? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I hope they, I hope they experience <laughs> the joy, the joy of frustration because that's where God, hmm. he, he begins, we discover about him who he wants to be for us at that moment that he couldn't be at any other moment in our life. That's powerful. <laughs> Do you guys see how, why I learned so much from this band? Do you see? This it's, is it's, why. It's fun, isn't it? You know, our tagline, wow. our tagline for our church is this learning how to enjoy God together because most mm -hmm. times enjoying and God do not go together ever for people yeah. because they feel like, wow. oh, you know what? I just, Oh, he has to be mad at me. Like yeah. I haven't prayed yet and I haven't done this, but you know what? When you discover this, you fall in love with him in a way that you just want more of him and then you get more of him and then you just want more of him. And then you just like, yeah, God, I, and he doesn't, I, I, I take this vocabulary out of my, mm -hmm. or I take this word out of my vocabulary. God is not using people. He partners with right. them. So I get to partner mm -hmm. with him on, all right, God, I can wake up and know it's relational before functional. So heaven and favor and all that stuff is mine wow. because I'm in a relationship with him, not because I started off my morning well. That's really good. Okay. Yeah. You good? Oh, Sarah, I hear the echo with that. Hold on one second. Sorry. Okay. Interruption. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, with all of that in mind, one question I like to, I want to start asking everyone that I interview is, you know, what piece of advice would you give to 
millennials who want to make an impact in their community. You know, that's kind of why I'm doing this. But everything that we just talked about, you know, like, how would you break it down into one practical thing they can do to make an impact in their in their ministry, in their world? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's practical to me, but I don't think it's practical mm-hmm. initially hearing what I'm going to say. Um, okay. But it's truly learning. And when I say this, Aaron, you'll hear this differently than I know I'm saying it. Like, I know mm-hmm. how your mind will think about the words that I'm going to say. Um, it's about learning who you are in your identity and mm-hmm. and realizing the the destiny that God has for these people and that we're partnering with him. And mm-hmm. when you start walking in that, like when a Gideon finally catches on to how God sees him and mm-hmm. believes that more than anything else that he sees, he's destined for something amazing. And wow. we get caught up so much again, Aaron, in the function of how do I make an impact in the world rather yeah. than simply get a revelation of how God sees you. And he says his thoughts about you are more numerous than what? The sand of the seashore. Yeah. That's phenomenal yeah. to me that your, your, your days are already written in a book. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. no concern on, to me at least, how I'm going to look at Sarah Kane. She's sitting right in front of me, partnering with God. <laughs> mm, that's good justice. <laughs> Either she's trolling me or maybe, I don't know, maybe she's, <laughs> she's trolling me. That's she's awesome. laughing right no. in front of me. But honestly, I think it's coming <laughs> to that point of discovering this. <laughs> never. You need, to, you need to exit the room. Uh, <laughs> you know how she is, don't you? Like, yeah, I she's great. Too fired up and too serious. She just takes it down. Yeah. Oh, no, she's waving <laughs> by. Um, and there goes Carly. Um, and so I would say, honestly, at the end of the day, it's this discovery of mm-hmm. how does God see me mm-hmm. from a destiny perspective? Like, think about yeah. that, Aaron. Not about, God, what do you want me to do? And God, how can I make this impact? And God, what do I need to do to be used by you. Think about that. It's crazy, Aaron. You are a son or daughter of the almighty God. He does not want to qualify you to use you. You have been qualified because he chose you and he picked you like he elected you to be his. So, so don't let's get over that. And that's the identity I'm talking about is realizing I'm a son of God. I'm, I'm actually an ambassador wherever I go. And it's not because I've qualified for it. It's because Jesus has given me this position that he himself deserved and watch what impact I'll make. So if you're a teacher, know who you are and walk as a daughter of God or a son of God. If you're in marketing, like you are know that you're a daughter and favor is attracted to you. Why? Because you're a daughter of the living God. And that when you speak, you take territory back for the father. Like in all mm-hmm. the lives of those who are coming to New Day, I know personally, I'm taking territory back that either religion has brought them, taken from them, yeah. or that the enemy yeah. has. And I know I'm just taking mm-hmm. it back and calling people up into their identity and then their destiny yeah. and watching them live and who they are. And it's not about, right. hey, make this confession, okay? I am crucified with Christ, okay? I am righteous in God. No, it's about, God, how do you mm-hmm. see me? What are your thoughts toward me? And they're never... Yeah never negative like he never has Mm -hmm. a negative thought about you ever again because he only sees the blood covered i shared this with the church the other day aaron and i'm going off track real quick but i'll be right back 
Okay. I, I, I played a video of a, 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 in the Old Testament where a sinner brought a lamb to the priest. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna floor you, okay? When when the church <laughs> saw this, I'm telling you, it it, it made everything make sense. And mm -hmm. they brought the lamb to the priest, and the priest examined the lamb, and then he had the sinner put his hands upon the lamb, and all of the unrighteousness and the sin and all that went on the lamb, and the purity of the lamb went on the the man, and he walked away justified because mm -hmm. the lamb was what spotless and pure. Yeah. And I shared with the church. Guess what? The priest never examined the person who brought the lamb. He only hmm. examined who? The lamb. What is, who is Jesus? The lamb of? The lamb of God. God never examines you. He only examines who? No, think about it, Aaron. <laughs> think about it. It changes everything. Everything. Because oh when you wake up God. in the morning and you feel like God is examining you and God is trying and we pray wow. the prayer that David prayed, oh, Lord, examine my heart. He's not examining us anymore. The Lamb of God died for yeah. us. And so God only examines the Lamb. <laughs> so that sinner walked away from that time. He didn't walk away prideful. He walked away going, whew, the Lamb was perfect. Good. Yeah. I'm justified. And I live in complete justification with God. Why? Because the <laughs> Lamb was perfect. And God only examines yeah. the Lamb. He does not examine the sinner. That's powerful. That is, it, it's life changing, Aaron. Oh my gosh. Like, so that's like. Me. So when I pray, wow. and when I pray, guess what? Yeah. Do I pray with a lamb conscious or my self conscious? Hmm. No. Wow. And when I mess up, am I lamb conscious or sin conscious or self conscious? And when I put my focus on the lamb like God does himself, I live in this. Yeah. I live in this enjoyment with him. Going, oh, wait, you don't examine me. You, mm. you you've given me a new heart that has your laws written on my heart. You've given me a, a a new mind of Christ. You've given me ears that can hear. You've given me eyes that can now see spiritually. You've awakened me. I can't wait to live this life with you, Lord, and partner yeah. with you because I'm not worried about whether or not I'm measuring up to him. Yeah. You're amazing, isn't it? <laughs> That's like I'm gonna be sitting on that one for a while. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Trust wow. me, it's 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 um, it could impact you in a way wow. that makes you and your relationship with God never one that you have to strive with this function. Like, hey, God, are you mm -hmm. super impressed of of how much water I'm drinking every day and how much mm -hmm. I'm praying every day? And oh God, man, I memorized this amount of passages and and God, I mean, God has to be super impressed wow. with me. Or God must be really impressed with that person over there and not me. No, he's impressed. Yeah. Why? Because the yeah. lamb was what? Perfect. Slain. Yep. Yep. And, and in the Old Testament, I thought it was cool. Hey, Jim. Pastor Jim. My goodness. I love that man. Pastor he has helped Jim. me so, so much. <laughs> um, in the Old Testament, it says, where is the lamb? That was the question. Mm. In the New Testament, John the Baptist said what? Behold, the lamb of oh. God. And what does Revelation say? Worthy. And now we sing with the angels, worthy is the lamb that was slain mm -hmm. so that I can live this life completely free and I can enjoy my father. And now I can call him what? Abba. Wow. It changes everything. It just makes life as a Christian so much better. So much, Aaron. I mean, it, it makes just... it. We don't, have to, we don't have to live a Christian life. We actually get right. to be sons and daughters 
of a father who absolutely loves us so much. Wow. Okay, if people want to like listen to your messages, <laughs> where do they go? They're, you know, they're, like... they're on our website and I broke them down to okay. 10 to 12 minutes. So if they, anybody wants to get further understanding of what I just shared, because I spent yeah. some time on it last month, they're all on the website, so. Okay, and that's newdaychurch.com? My, mynddchurch.org. Okay. Mynddchurch. And they're all on there. And I, I want to talk about this too because I'm sure, you know, maybe in the future people. If will be my phone at dies, it. if my phone dies, will you have all the things that you need? No. So maybe we need to end this. Is it dying? No, I, I don't know how to check what it's at right now. So um, I don't um, want it to die. So. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll I should be good. Right I should be good. Go ahead. Okay. My last question is, um, I'm sure people are very curious. I think, you know, in the future, people may be searching and they'll come across this video because maybe they want to do a church plant or they're curious about your journey and all of that. Um, I was fascinated by you mentioning that at your church, you don't receive an offering and you don't do announcements. How are you guys functioning without doing those we things? We don't because we're, all we offer people is an experience with God that day. I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, wow. we don't. We do not do an offering, and and this is nothing. I don't. It's a huge anti thing that church. I mean, like people would think I'm crazy probably for that, but we don't count either. In that, wow. that has just been I think for me. So I don't feel numbers are nothing, no yeah. longer to me right now. And I know mm -hmm. there's probably wisdom down the road in counting maybe, but for right yeah. now, yeah, we took a step of faith because of a gentleman who I dearly, dearly respect. He has a church of 19 years. He's from Indonesia and they made that step. And he said, Justin, that is between you and God, but your people, they will feel the faith of it. And, mm. and we made a decision as a team not to do that. And I'm telling you, God has, I, I talk about it with the people. I say, Hey, this is, this is between you and God. This is not a function mm. that you have to do. This is saying you, you read here, yeah. You, you have a relationship with him. You give according to that relationship and watch what mm -hmm. happens. And he has taken care of us. I mean, we literally are able to give a lot of our money to people that are yeah. in, even inside of our church. And um, yeah. that was a huge step of faith, Aaron. I mean, because yeah. you're like, okay, let's see how this thing works itself out. And it has been, yeah. it's been, it's been awesome. People love That's the whole awesome. life. Because yeah. their daughters and sons of God, that's between them yeah. and their father. Watch what happens when they catch the heart of God. They'll take yeah. care of the work. But, yeah. So, that's awesome. That was well, I want to end, end this because I don't want your battery to die okay. and you lose it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> but thank you so, so much for taking the time to do this interview. I think, I mean, I know that I'm really encouraged and there's so much that I want to like pray about and journal about and just think about because yep. it's just powerful. A lot of the things that you shared, um, I'll be praying for you guys a new day. I can't wait to visit very soon. Um, as I get a little bit more time into my new job, but, um, thank you so much for just the impact that you're making and just sharing everything that you learn as you grow with God. It's always beneficial to me. And I know so many people that are connected to you guys. So thank you so much. You're welcome, and it was my pleasure to spend this time with you, Aaron. You are an amazing, amazing young woman, and uh, only good things to come for you, Aaron. Only good Thank things you. to come. Oh, I, you see that little plane by Sarah? <laughs> yeah. we'll buy, hey, we'll buy your ticket. You know that. Yeah. <laughs>
You just named the date that you want to work remotely here in Chicago. Your ticket's good. Yeah. So. Okay, I'll, I'll let you guys know for sure. We love you. Have a good one. Love you guys too. Have a good one. Make sure you just click.